0: All right, everyone, Uh, we have, we got a very special guest in this episode. His name is Eric Engie. And yeah, Eric, welcome to my show. Welcome to Campus Link Building and SEO podcast.
1: Um, Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks, Christoph, for having me. I'm really uh, looking forward to this.
0: So, Eric, you've been around in the industry for how long and what's your background? How did you start?
1: Oh my! Well, I've been uh, around for over 20 years in terms of SEO stuff, so I guess I'm one of those moldy oldy guys. Uh, and to uh, be honest, uh, you know, I'm I'm not young, Kristoff. Uh, you can no. see the gray in the beard. And, oh, you just you know turned 30, yeah? Yeah, too. yeah. So I actually had a considerable career before I got involved in SEO. But it was always involved in technical and marketing stuff and kind of the combination of those two things. So SEO is kind of a uh, comfortable spot for me. Uh, and, you know, I, I love doing it because one moment I'm a, uh, a wild-eyed marketer and the next moment I'm in nitty-gritty coding details.
0: Mm-hmm. So you don't shy away from technical tricks and crazy redirect chains, red canonicals and that stuff. Oh no! That. No,
1: Yeah, no, by no means. Uh, we uh, we have fun doing lots of stuff here. We'll get right into how to code AMP pages, or what oh. does it take to build an action on Google for Google Home, or mm-hmm. you know, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, Let's uh, let's do it. Kind of attitude. So. Okay. So,
0: how do you, Eric? Yeah, I mean, you, you wrote that book out of SEO, or you helped write it, you know, with co-authors in um, two. No, three editions, I think, right?
1: Yeah, three editions so far. Yep. Wow.
0: So you're like, you know, the godfather of SEO for some, maybe. Um, let's step aside for a moment and, and, and think about, you know, how would you explain um, SEO or online marketing or search marketing in general, you know, with search engines and websites being complex concepts for some already? How would you explain that to your neighbors or, you know, your dentists?
1: Well, I think the first thing I would say is, you know we're in the business of trying to help people get more traffic from Google. and um, and and as part of that, you have to start with the understanding that the rankings you see in Google aren't by definition the best results in that Google could potentially serve. They're not human curated by experts. Rather, they're determined by algorithms, and those algorithms are pretty good. So the results are, generally speaking, pretty good, but the actual final order is largely determined by people who do a better job of optimizing for Google and understanding what it is that Google's looking for and giving them that. Uh, and so, um, you know, ultimately, what uh, people like you and me do, Christophe, is we try to help people uh, actually do that better. So they fare better in, in Google overall and their business can grow as a result.
0: Okay, and now I put on the head and, and play your neighbor and tell you that I actually signed up for this thing with Google and gave them my credit card for hundred bucks and I was on number spot immediately. What are you trying to scam me for? What's the deal here? I bought myself on top of Google and I'm there. What are you talking about algorithms? I, I, I cracked it with hundred bucks on my credit card.
1: Uh, Yes. Well, uh, uh, paid search is a great way to get into Google. So what I should have clarified in my description is we work on the part of the search results you can't pay to get into. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we call those the organic search results. And they're a kind of editorial result as determined by an algorithm. Mm -hmm. But there is a part, which is how Google makes their money. Uh, there are AdWords program where you can actually pay for placement, and those are the clearly marked things that happen above the regular organic search results that you can't pay for. And then you know it's really useful then if you can like put up a picture and show, see, here's a search result, in this section here, <coughs> these are the ads, and here's the stuff that you can't pay for.
0: Uh huh. So. Uh huh. Okay. So and because you said they're clearly visible as ads um i think that changed over time as well right what's your what's your opinion on that i mean cool.
1: right there's sort of a fine line between you know what what are their disclosure obligations in terms of uh whether something is an ad or not versus uh um you know what can they do to enhance the click through rate on things Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, clearly when you do a search result, uh, you can get things that, uh, show up, uh, that, uh, uh, okay. It does say that it's an ad, but a user who doesn't look carefully at it might not recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's that little fine line that they have to walk. And, uh, sometimes that ad marketing isn't so strong and obvious as you might think it would be.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and what's the deal? You know, what, what do you explain next? When you, talk about, when you talk about optimizing, does it have to do with, you know, putting the same word over and over in the place or, you know, better videos, better images, all this social stuff that we're doing here, uh, Instagram, Facebook, everyone's on there. Everyone promises, you know, the golden, the golden egg on social. Does that matter?
1: Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, to me, when I think of search ranking and how to do effective SEO, I think of two things. Mm-hmm. All right, I really should say three things. But I'll give the two things and then I'll give you the third after. Okay. Content, mm-hmm. links, mm-hmm. those are the first two, mm-hmm. where you have to have good content uh, that is really well structured for users. Mm-hmm. Uh, and addresses their needs very well um, uh, on the page. And that's kind of an entry point. If you don't have that, then you're not even relevant to a query, right? And so if your query is, I don't know, uh, Federal Reserve Rate Height, which would be a very American query, uh, so uh, but uh, something that we might search on here in the United States. Um, and... Uh, you know, you have to like make it obvious that that's what you're talking about on your page, right? Uh, or else you won't rank. It yeah. doesn't help to repeat the same word over and over and over again. In fact, if you do that too much, it can hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, Google really wants you to give stuff that is really a, a quality result for users, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the second part, uh, the links part, is really about. Uh, yeah, Steve, the number one ranking factor. There you go. Give me a. I just pulled uh, it up
0: here. uh, Yeah, pulled it up here on the screen. It's,
1: it's, there's still a really big deal. And so let's just explain to people briefly what that's about. Links are about establishing who the most authoritative answer to a given question is. So we'll go back to what I just said. So I have a. A web page about Federal Reserve rate hikes, right? Well, guess what? There's probably uh, 3,237 other pages about Federal Reserve rate hikes. And Google somehow has to figure out which one goes first and which one goes second and so forth. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, And links play a big, big role in that because they act like these editorial endorsements to say, oh, this article is the most important article on that topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that uh, is, uh, um, you know, really why links are such a big factor because Google needs somehow to sort it out, mm-hmm. and links are what do that.
0: But can't Google just read it and find the best article? I, I heard this a lot in the, I don't know, in 2015, maybe a little bit of 2016, people were all, you know, Enrages and, and and how you know Google did this little test of ranking something without links. And somehow this this piled up as this huge hype that you know links wouldn't be necessary, wouldn't be required anymore. What's your what's your background or what? what how did you see that, or what's your explanation how that happened? Because the way you explain it, it seems obvious. Of course, you have a website, you have multiple websites, and there are some connections between these websites, and you know basically every kid knows that because it's been like that for for like twenty years. So how would a, a huge Let's say a huge amount of of our industry at least I'm not sure about the general public, but how would a huge number of people in our industry assume that you know links could be taken out without you know any impact on that Google- well
1: Google- I mean there's a huge amount of people in our industry that ascribe to nearly any myth <laughs> um, uh, it's um, so A lot of careful testing and examination is really required to understand how things work. But Mm -hmm. but let me give you a a really good, what I think is a good, clear explanation of why links play such a big role. Mm -hmm. It is the only signal available on the web where someone who owns an asset called a website can basically say, that this other page over here is so important to me. So impo- it's so important to me to give this value to my users on my site that I'm willing to have this person leave my site to go see it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: There is no other signal like that on the web where someone has had such a strong endorsement. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, everybody with a website has a purpose. They have a business purpose. They want to accomplish something. Right. And yet it's so important to me to link to this other thing because I think it's so important to the users on my particular page that it adds value to my page to take the risk that users are going to leave my site and mm-hmm. go to someone else's site. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, go that ahead. doesn't happen in social media. Yeah. I don't. I mean, social media, you know, I mean, it's, everything I post on social media, you know, I might uh, share someone else's article. Yeah. Uh, it's gone from your Twitter feed in 10 seconds. Right, right. right? So yeah, someone might leave their Twitter stream mm-hmm. uh, just to use Twitter. It could be Facebook, could be Instagram, could be whatever. Yeah. Um, they, they might leave their stream, which isn't mine anyway. They're not on right. my site. They just see a right. tweet from me. They click right. on it, they're gone. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, in that case, they're not really leaving my property. They're continuing to get value from me Uh, without my giving anything up, it's only in the case of a website where I'm giving up a potential customer to send them to another page. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no statement that powerful available anywhere else on the web, period. Right, and you're basically
0: losing the opportunity to sell that person or to close that person or to get any additional value. You might lose that person forever if he leaves your website with that link. So my investment in sending you someone via a link, if I link to you, is actually a big one, and I need to have a very, very legit reason, a very important reason for that. That's what you're saying. i Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: And no, that's I, exactly I, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the the thing is that um, this is what people lose sight of when they say, oh, links are going to go away as a ranking signal, oh, it's it's been spammed too much, whatever, I mean, and there are definitely issues with people doing spammy things with links, don't get me wrong, Uh, but Google has made huge strides Mm -hmm. in that over the past five years Mm -hmm. and gotten very, very effective in their ability to detect uh, problems. Uh, So um you know it's a it's it's not just a decent signal it's actually the best signal they have and there is nothing in the ecosystem that can replace that so let me give you the counter argument. someone's going to say okay user engagement with my web pages that'll be the next thing someone says uh-huh. and by the way i have no doubt that google's finding ways to make user engagement a part of the algorithm right but let's also understand that there are many cases where things like a very short visit to your site is a positive signal. Mm -hmm. So if somebody says Stone Temple Consulting phone number in Google, and let's say Google doesn't serve it directly in the results, and they land on my homepage, and they get the result, and they're gone in three seconds, and they're on the phone calling us, Mm -hmm. that's actually the indication of a good result. Right, right. So you can't just look at things like time on site or bounce rate. Those signals, in certain contexts, probably could be used certain ways. But there's so many ways that they get very, very messy. And this issue with user engagement signals has even been confirmed by people like Jeff Dean, the guy who's the senior architect of their entire machine learning program at Google, uh, you know, has, has basically spoken negatively about, you know, trying to dynamically rank results based on user engagement with search results. So... Not saying they're not finding ways to use these things. I'm sure they are, but they're messy signals.
0: For some for some industries, for some countries, for some languages, for some parts of industries, I'm sure this is this is true. I think uh, what you're touching on is a little bit um, that we are as online marketers or maybe we as humans try to keep it simple or want to keep it simple or try to generalize on things and concepts while Google is a system that, Should serve what trillions of combinations for for markets and and, and reasons and intent search intents and still only have what 10 or even less search results as the best search results. So I think, uh, whatever you look at, whatever someone looks at, unless you have a huge sample of different verticals, different industries, there's no way that um, mankind can actually try to reverse engineer. What, Google, what the Google machine learning thing is doing with the signals, with noise in, in this one or this other vertical, right?
1: Yeah, no, it's an incredibly hard problem. You're talking about uh, one of the largest uh, uh, companies by market cap on planet Earth with the largest database and server infrastructure ever constructed in the history of mankind. Right. Uh, and... Uh, What I actually consider probably is likely the most impressive technological achievement in the history of mankind, Mm -hmm. Google's infrastructure and what it does. Right. So, you know, it's just because I have a feeling that something might work a certain way doesn't mean that it does.
0: Right, right, and it gets more complex, I think, over the years. When I started in 2003, there were a couple hacks, you know, like buying a really strong sidewide link from a newspaper and getting rankings basically overnight because none of these anti spam, anti link buying filters were in place. And Google wasn't aware of people like us, you know, trying to game, trying to manipulate the search engines, and you know, making money with that, right? I think over. Over the years, Google just understood its own power um, and influence. To well, not only understood but grew its influence, which comes with a responsibility then as well, right?
1: It absolutely comes with a great deal of responsibility, uh, and uh, uh, that brings its own challenges. Of course, you know, balancing that responsibility with a commercial enterprise, mm-hmm. public company, and all that is a tricky, yeah. tricky process. Yeah.
0: Let me ask you about, you know, you're in the US. Uh, I'm not sure if you encountered what went on for the last five years with the European Union against Google with anti competitive behavior. And EU's finally slapping something on Google, giving them a 2.5 billion penalty for anti competitive behavior and applying some measures and, 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 and rules that Google actually needs to go back and prove that they changed something. How do you see that move? Is that a bold move? Is that something that doesn't hurt them? Your, your opinion here as an expert?
1: Well, I mean, I think uh, they're definitely, I mean, anytime a company gets that large, right. right? And has as many products as they have, right? Uh, it, it's going to raise questions, right? I mean, uh, this happened with Microsoft too, right? I mean, it was, uh, Microsoft was bundling. Uh, Internet Explorer is the default uh, browser with their operating system, and then they get slapped with a fine. Which, by the way, they do again today. So <laughs> I'm not sure uh, what happened with all that. But
0: uh, I'll tell but, you in a moment. I'll tell you in a moment what happened to Microsoft. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah. But uh, but then you know Google. You know they have uh, the world's largest search engine, and it's even bigger market share in in Europe in general. You know outside of uh, uh, Czechoslovakia, basically in European Russia, it's you know the dominant search engine, right? Right, right. Uh, by far, uh, they have the world's number one browser, the world's number one phone operating system, the world's number one analytics package, the world's number one display <laughs> ad network, uh, yeah. and you know, like this is a lot of power. Yeah, and it's natural for there to be a lot of interactions between those things and ways that. You could be, and uh, and then you know this thing is really about uh, over pushing their shopping results, right? Right. I mean that's what the fine is about, but uh, which isn't even that successful a program for Google in in uh, in the grand scheme of things. Um, uh, So yeah, I mean the issues are going to come up, right? I mean so you know is Google over the line? Uh, Yeah, I um, you know to be honest, uh, I. Don't know that I have a well-formed opinion as whether they're being, uh, you know, anti-competitive. They haven't had that issue here in the states, where uh, evidently the rules are a little bit more lax. But right, right. I mean, is it an issue? Yeah, they're really big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm. <you>
0: know, <clears throat> From my point of view, you know, I've, I've even been on national TV here in Austria talking about they invited me as the Google guru again because I've been here on national TV again. So I can cross off my bucket list, go on national TV with an orange jacket. But ask me about my opinion, you know, what, what that means for Google. And despite this it took five years to develop, I was surprised that they came to to, to ruling at all, number mm-hmm. one. I was surprised by the big amount of money they asking for, but the third thing surprised me the most, and this is the kicker for me, and also the answer to your question before, what happened to Microsoft? What happened to Microsoft was that they were forced to ask the user if he wants Internet Explorer or not, and since then, we have this, hey, you would like, would you like to use Internet Explorer as your standard browser or not? And of course, and, and it goes like, would you like to use Internet Explorer? Okay, or cancel? And everyone clicks okay all the time. This is how they got out of the 2004 ruling. And that's all about that's they comply with everything the EU did against them back then, including the fine or something like that. And the third important point here regarding Google was that the EU actually asks Google to prove that they are less anti competitive, that their competitors actually benefit from their action that they basically take a step back and make less money so the eu not only takes the money the fine but actually wants google to prove that they earn less in the future and for every day where they don't prove that they they are allowed to charge them uh, a percentage of their annual uh profits i think like big money um so this move alone shocked me. What I, I'm really looking forward to, and I think that's going to happen I don't know. I'm not sure about the exact timing. There is uh, some response, in, but not a lot. If I were Google, of course, you can fight it. You can pay a lot of you know a is to fight all that and stretch it another couple of years. But if I were at Google, I might maybe look at this as a Europe tax. The tax for doing business in Europe is X percent from the money. You know, with the Mm -hmm. special tax systems uh, exploits, Google didn't pay any taxes anyways in Europe for the last 10 years. So if they now pay whatever 5%, they still pay 50% less than I do. No, sorry. What? No, the average entrepreneur pays 50% of his money. So if Google doesn't pay 50%, but 5%, that's not a bad position to be in and not bother at all with all of that system. And so I'm curious to see how that develops. And if you know Google seriously considers that as more of a tax mm, burden than anything else and just continue their game.
1: Yeah, well, they could. Yeah. Certainly an option because of the cost to having a different infrastructure for Europe and for US is not small. That's a big cost, and that might actually be right. uh, more expensive than dealing with the tax.
0: And you know, complying with it would mean to basically change something in the business model. Whatever the business, I mean, whatever the business plans, the roadmaps, all these plans are. We don't have any insight in that, and they're moving fast. They're moving, you know, they're moving a lot faster than most of us, or at least as the government. So, um, just letting someone tamper with that roadmap and these plans. Uh, has some cards attached to it that I'm. It's,
1: it's a big deal.
0: Yeah, no it's, it's a bank. really big deal on that. So yeah, I'm curious to see what what happens on that on that space in that area. Um, Eric, I think we're a little bit over time now. You know, I wanted to have this five or ten minutes, and I think we need to cut out and. Oh my time. gosh! Okay. Yeah, we've been going a long time. Yeah. No, no. But it's but, good. And, Enjoy it a lot, and you know what I usually ask in these uh, podcasts or videocasts now is a uh, takeaway, an immediate takeaway for our listeners or viewers. Do you have something you know like this? Do this, get up tomorrow in the morning, and do this, and then you will have that. You know, like a get get rich quick a trick. Will you working tomorrow.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know if it's a get rich twi- trick because I think uh, uh, usually my advice to a question like that comes out. Um, is learn how to promote. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and even if you're already pretty good at promoting, learn how to get better at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if you're great at it, learn how to get better at it still. Mm-hmm. Because uh, whether it's links or something else, and right now it is links, and you know what? It ain't, cha- sorry, bad English. It ain't changing soon, which is yeah. in good English, it isn't changing soon. <laughs> uh, I usually use slang when I'm uh, um, emphasizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, you've, you've always in business had to be good about creating visibility for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, what does that mean in the, in the world of SEO? It means, uh, uh, you know, prominent media and blogger attention, and, uh, finding the right people to partner with, working with influencers. Um, so none of those are really get rich quick schemes. But if you do them really, really well, mm-hmm. they're get rich certainly schemes. Uh And I like those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what are you saying is basically don't stop learning. Don't stop hustling. There's no, no, no reason, no point in time where you just stop right. And, and and settle, you know?
1: Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Good, good advice okay cool yeah that's a great takeaway i think anyways uh from you and uh, thank you very much for this um if you have any last words uh, a final statement now would be a great time to do that wave hands to mom or or something like that
1: <laughs> <laughs> well no just i mean thanks for having me on I, I mean i think this is a great time uh to be alive in digital market it still is it's not the same it was 20 years ago when you could do almost anything and And rank high in Google, but there are so many things happening in digital marketing between mobile, between things like uh, uh, Amazon Echo, which I know is available in Germany at least. Is it available in Austria as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. um, uh, Personal uh, assistance, you know, like uh, Google Assistant and uh, uh, Cortana and stuff like that. So many things happening that. Really smart people who are willing to do the right things. there's just a ton of opportunity. Right. So that's it's kind of expanding on my prior comment. Embrace the learning, find the right opportunities for you, and go for uh-huh. it.
0: And go for it, and never stop. You awesome. got it. Awesome. Okay, that was an awesome interview. Thank you very much, Eric. I right, thank you, Chris. i mean you, and hope to have you soon again.
1: All but, right, sounds good. All right, okay, all good. Bye, right, everyone. Bye, bye. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye, everyone.